You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Well, not so great oh. at this exact moment, but uh, wow, uh, I will. It, it's it's crazy that on the most how how March Madness is it that on the most deflating night of the entire basketball season because that was obviously deflating that it also provided probably the funnest best moment of the whole season too with Alex Reese making undoubtedly one of the great clutch three-point shots in the history of the program. And I'm so happy for Alex that he got that moment. And, uh, but a deflating, deflating loss uh, that was somewhat richly deserved at the free throw line. And uh, yeah, what a bummer, what a bummer. And uh, crazy, we, 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 we seem to, to attack the lane all night instead of uh, taking more of the threes that we that we normally shoot. And it wasn't a horrid three-point shooting night percentage-wise, but we seemed to have a plan to attack the lane, and uh, obviously it didn't work. And uh, the free-throw shooting was F-minus horrible and uh, not a great night for Herb, I'll, I'll point out. I mean, I don't want to blame, you know, any one sick player, but not a great night for him. Um, uh, you know, lead, leading the charge of, of, of the free throw line, and then we didn't get a few calls that were frustrating. But uh, but but Alabama lost this game at the free throw line. But uh, what a great, uh, unexpected, great season! First of all, in the worst segue ever, this um, this depressing podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Um, <laughs> I'm obligated to say that, and I hate. Sorry, Built Bar. You know I love you, but I'm not in the mood to to try and sell anything right this minute. Um, Jimmy, you covered a lot of ground right there, and I think we can sort of compartmentalize these into different segments. And we'll spend this whole podcast talking about this game. We should let everybody know that we are literally doing this podcast as the clock hit zero. Um, it was um. It was something that we wanted to do, be visceral one way or the other right after the game, whether we were uh, it was elation or sadness, and it's obviously sadness. So that's what we'll roll with. But, Jimmy, I think the first thing that pops to my mind, not the, the free throws, not as much. I mean, yeah, the, okay, the free throws are – if you just look at the box score, I think that's the biggest problem. The biggest problem to me is, um, and God bless them, God love them. I don't want anybody to take anything away from this season as we go further and further away from this game time-wise. We will continue to remember how incredible of a season this was. But I think we need to call a spade a spade and say that um, Herb Jones played one of the worst games of his career, and that is so sad to me because he deserves so much better. Um but, I mean, I say he deserves so much better. I mean, obviously, he could have changed that somehow, some way. But it was not his night by any stretch of the imagination. Um, his missed free throws at the end, uh, I, really, I, I, I knew what we were going to do. We were going to give the ball to Herb Jones because I knew he could get by his guy. And we were hoping for a, 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 make, a make on the free throw, on a layup, or he gets fouled. And, obviously, he got fouled. 
but I didn't want it to go to him because I was worried that number one, he does not finish well around the basket, as I've said multiple times. And secondly, um, I could, it was obvious it wasn't his night. I, I didn't want him at the line down one, trying to make something happen. Um, yes, I'll tell you this. I, I thought that he drew the charge on the UCLA point guard. It wasn't called. Um, it sucks. It wasn't called, but I'm not going to blame the game on that call. Um, because we can't control what the official calls and doesn't call. We can control free throws and we didn't do anything. We can control, um, trying to stay in control a little more, take better shot selection. The irony was after Alex Reese makes a 30 footer to send it to OT, our shot selection in overtime was atrocious. I mean, not just bad, atrocious. And, and, I think Herb shot a three. John Petty shot a three that was just like, what are you doing? Um, we never got in a good rhythm the whole game in terms of uh, the the lineup we wanted. Maybe that all started because Herb Jones got those two early fouls. I think uh, I, I could praise a lot of people. Juwan Gary, I mean, this guy is Herb Jones to me, just not with the length. But he, <laughs> Juwan Gary is going to be one of our favorite players for years to come. Um, and, Jimmy, I'll stop right here and do some of my live reads. If you took Alabama minus six and a half, uh, sorry about that, but you probably did it at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, use that promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. They are the best. Betonline.ag is the best. It's the industry standard. I'm telling you, folks, I've heard them broadcast uh, their advertisements on other big national shows. Uh, other people are talking about betonline.eg. It's where you want to go. Use the promo code locked on. You get that 50% welcome bonus. Put in 100 bucks, you get 150 bucks to play with. That easy. You can use a credit card. It's easy to pay in. It's even easier to get paid. And that's what's crucial. You know, you want to get paid. And uh, it is easy to get paid with those guys over at betonline.ag. Go check them out. Sign up. It's super quick. It's super easy. You will thank Jimmy and me later. Also want to tell everybody about Kaleidoscope Media. If you're building a new home or remodeling your current home, you need to truly envision your dream before greenlighting it. So you need to hear me out here. The good folks at Kaleidoscope Media LLC can help with your architectural visualization needs. From seeing and exploring your model layout to envisioning your custom kitchen or fully realize your whole home construction, they can help you with it all. They specialize in 3D modeling and photorealistic rendering. And Kaleidoscope Media is owned and operated by the husband and wife duo of Cassie and Michael Moore out of Baldwin County, Alabama. Michael served two tours in Iraq, and we appreciate him. He's a decorated, disabled veteran. Following his military career, he pursued a degree in industrial design. His talent, coupled with his wife's love for people, made the perfect combination for this business to start. Kaleidoscope Media. Go check them out at www.kal-media.com, www.kal-media.com, or call them. 251-517-7188. 251-517-7188. Go check them out at Cloudoscope Media. That's cal-media.com. And if you do give the folks at Cloudoscope Media a call at 251-517-7188, just call them and maybe I can just talk about how sad Sunday was. I mean, it, you know, they probably want to talk to you about your architectural visualization needs, but you know, they they must be Alabama fans because they're advertising on our program, so they're probably as sad as the rest of us right now. Um, but Jimmy, let's let's go back to the game. 
I mean, I, I really, I mean, like my, my stomach hurts for a couple of reasons. My stomach hurts because I, I just hate that this team goes out like that. I mean, I hate it. And secondly, I hate it because I, I kind of know some Alabama fans or how they're going to spin this. Like, that nobody's going to see the big picture. The big picture is so positive for us right now. It really is. And so I'm not going to be so down about this particular game that I'm, is going to ruin the season. I'm, I'm down about it right now, but I'm going to get better. And I feel like people need to understand even brighter times are ahead. That's right. I mean, I think maybe in some ways as I'm formulating what I picture about what just happened despite this just happened like eight minutes ago. But maybe Herb encapsulates the whole night, like in the sense that what effort, what unbelievable buy-in to the new coach, what incredible effort on defense and the buy-in to, hey, let's win that hard hat award. Let's not score 27 points a night and, and be the – the, the, the scoring champion of the SEC, even though we play in an offense that could generate that, that type of attention for someone one day. But it's like Herb and Keon and, and, and Jawan Gary and even Petty, you know, buy, buy into this hard hat idea. And that's why we're able to accomplish what they accomplished. But at the same time, and this is a fact, in terms of achieving the ultimate, ultimate, in college basketball, which is final fours and national championships, we're limited. We're limited in the sense that, you know, Herb Jones is not going to be a first-round pick. Who would have thought, you know, the other two players in SEC history that were the SEC player of the year and the SEC defensive player of the year at the same time, they were first-round picks. They were lottery picks. Herb will be fortunate to be drafted in the second round because he's limited offensively. So I, I think in the end, that's why I think Herb encapsulates it for me, that this team made it this far based on, yes, some level of talent, but effort. This was one of the great effort teams in Alabama basketball history, and that's why they made it this far. But once you make it this far, you sort of need to be gifted too. And, and let's not think, just because you haven't read much about UCLA during the season, these dudes don't recruit a bunch of, you know, two stars that were that were headed to UC Davis. I mean, this is UCLA. UCLA in the 70s, and I know it's a long time ago now, but it's exactly what Alabama football is right now. I mean, UCLA is one of the great traditions. It's a big city school. You can just recruit Los Angeles and be a national elite team. So let's not pretend that we, we just got beat by – you know, uh, Missouri State Teachers College. I mean, you know, they got dudes. And, 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 hey, some nights, how many times did we defend the hell out of a play where we defended it as well as we possibly could and the ball just went in? How many times did that happen? And that's basketball. I'm not, I'm not complaining to anyone or anybody about that. That's basketball. But that happened several times where we defended the shit out of a play and the ball just went in anyway. And on the other end for us, sometimes our undefended balls didn't go in. And in the end, you know, if we want to get to final fours and win national championships, 
we need to recruit and sign more gifted offensive players. And I think that's coming. And that's why after, after I've, 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 uh, you know, after I drink this off, I'm going to feel really good about our future because those guys are coming. And uh, I'm going to tweet it later. I probably won't tweet it tonight because there'll be an avalanche of shit on Twitter tonight. But uh, I, I think Alabama's going to win the national championship next year. Uh, I, I really believe that. And I believe that because there are gifted offensive players that are going to be replacing some of the more defensive-minded guys that are going. When you have J.D. Davidson in and, like, even a Herb Jones out, I mean, yeah, I know we're losing the SEC Player of the Year, but J.D. Davidson's going to score. J.D. Davidson's going to score if Nate tells him not to. And that, that, that's the sort of thing that I think is going to get Alabama over the hump. No, I'm, I'm right there with you, Jimmy. And I, I mean, I'm going to stop short of predicting a national championship just right at the moment. Um, I got to see who all is coming back. I got to see the transfer portal. I got to see a ton of things. But I, I think you're right. I think that we're going to be able um, to continue being in this position. I mean, look at somebody like Florida State. This what they just made their third straight Sweet 16 and just got knocked out again. But, you know, and it's like people want to make fun of that. And I'm like, give me – let me go to the Sweet 16 three straight years. Okay. And, and if you knock me out, okay, so be it. But let me tell you where I've been. Where I've been is in Anthony Grant hell. So I will take three Sweet 16 trips and just let the rough end drag. And sometimes you're right. You run up on a team. And, and look, this is, again, it it's always sounds like an excuse when you talk about your team losing. But it, it's not so much an excuse. You say a leg hit shots, they hadn't hit all year. And our defense was good. Somebody texted me and said, boy, we really stepped up the D in the second half. I was like, no, our D was fine. They're coming back to the norm. The problem is in, it's, it was a tale of three halves because we went in overtime or I guess uh, what, two and a quarter halves, right? The first half they were on fire. Second half they couldn't buy a bucket. Uh, and, and then in the overtime they scored 25 points in the second half, Jimmy, or 23 points in the second half, and then either 23 or 25 in overtime. It took them five minutes to score as many as they did in the second half, essentially. And so when, when shit like that goes down and, and your seniors are taking bad shots, which is exactly what our seniors were doing, I'm not trying to say I dislike our seniors. I God bless them. I love them. That they, they, are, they are my second favorite Alabama basketball team of all time. Um, God bless. I, I wouldn't trade Herb Jones' tenure for anything. God bless him. I, I, and John Petty, I, I'm cheering for you, bro. I am. I'm cheering for you, Alex. I'm cheering for all of you. I swear. But I think it's also fair to say, as we do a podcast and we try to spit truths, that Petty, though he had some nice shots um, and, and worked it in bounds, worked it inside a couple of times, man, he had a pass that was a great entry pass. He made a nice cut to the bat, and the ball went right through his hands. Like, not just right through his hands like he barely touched it. Like, it looked like it went right through his hands, and UCLA ends up with a fast break going the other direction. Um, Herb Jones takes some threes. That I'm like, what are you, what is happening? You know, you're not, you don't have it tonight. We don't need you to shoot a three right now. We need Quinterly to shoot it. And if we're going to um, throw in some other folks, I think we can also say uh, Shackelford didn't have his best game. Shackelford, no. the latter part of the year, uh, maybe with play? the exception. Maybe with the I mean, exception. I was saying, did he play? I mean, that's yeah. uh, Shaq. Shaq was, I, I would say, a, a no show makes it sound like he didn't try. 
I think he tried, but what yeah. I mean is we, we can't win huge games without double digits from Shaq. Did he – I guess he scored four. I, I don't know. I mean, it just seemed like, ugh, we didn't get much from Shaq. And no, we did. I'm not. I'm not blaming on any one guy. It, 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 it was a team loss because everybody was on that free throw line and missed. And I'm with you that Herb and Petty, you know, in particular. I mean, they're the guys that have to win these these huge games. And 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 they were they were bad. They were bad on offense. And Quinterly, who has been so huge for us over the last ten to twelve games, probably our best player over the past ten to twelve games. I think on the one hand, he was good. And on the other hand, why did he attack the lane seemingly every possession instead of taking threes, which by the way, he was still hitting. I mean, it's not like he was, he was over seven. I mean, I, I didn't understand some of the game plan in terms of let's attack this bigger, stronger, more physical team down the lane, despite the fact that officials were not going to call a foul unless there was a compound fracture. Yeah, the, the no call on Juwan Gary's um, oh, attempt at a shot. He got hacked just, on both arms, both it, arms. That was, that was bad. And look, again, that's, if we make our free throws, all this doesn't matter. But, I mean, I think it's fair right. to point that out. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. Uh, BuiltBar.com is where you want to go. Use promo code LOCKEDON20. Uh, Built Bar, absolutely delicious. You know it. I know it. We've had a gazillion of them. Um, we just got some more. I just got some more Built Bars in the mail. I don't know if you did. I hope you did. Um, but they are absolutely delicious. Um, Ed, I'm eating them. I'm eating them literally right now. Well, let me tell you, they're doing their uh, Built Bar uh, it, tournament. And today's matchup for Monday is Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. And you know and I know that coconut brownie chunk, that's that's a one seed. Um, Caramel Brownie, though, is like a, a, a hot three seed. Like they won their conference tournament. They're getting in here feeling good about themselves. That's going to be a good matchup. So go check out BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20. Get 20% off that order. And let me tell you, Built Bar is a thing, too. That's what I love to see about some of our sponsors. They are blowing up. Uh, Built Bar. Uh, betonline.ag. I'm telling you, these things are blowing up. Go check them out. And you you heard about them here first. And so we appreciate you guys um, for all you've done and, and purchased from those sponsors because that helps us get things going. All right, Jimmy. Um, man, I'm, I know we're bouncing around here, but we really are being just our natural right after the game reactions here. And um, I just – I'm – I'm hurt right for... after the game reaction is decidedly negative, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I can bounce back quick. And that that's because, Hey, who went into this season going, I'm going to be effing pissed off. if We're not in the elite eight. Yeah. Who went in thinking this was coming. And secondly, what I'm going to say in retrospect, based on the ages of, of, of who we have and what we have talent wise, was this an elite eight roster? And I would tell you, no, it's not. I would say that it's a better roster than anyone really thought in the preseason and, and legitimately. And, and Nate's done an incredible job of building this in year two, but I'm just not going to get furious at the coaches or players in a season where in so many ways we either overachieved or basically zapped every ounce of achievement we could out of what we had. 
And yeah, he, so he, I'm, he, I'm, not, I'm not negative in that way. Let me add this. You know, it dawned on me because we've seen um, – we have seen uh, – Nate Oates go to Herb Jones in tight game situations. He did against Missouri, if you remember. I'm trying to think of all the ones. Uh, Missouri, uh, and, and, you know, to Herb's credit, he did make, have some late game heroics against LSU in the SEC title game. But I, th- I wonder if Nate Oates is like, I, I can't not give the ball to Herb right now. I, I can't help but wonder if Nate Oates kind of knows. All right, Herb's not a great shooter. He's not even a great finisher around the bucket. But he's he's my guy, and and he's the leader of this team, and I got I feel like I need to put it in his hands to make or break the game, and you know I next year he won't have that handcuff, and I, that sounds like I'm really throwing Herb under the bus. I'm not. Herb's one of the all time favorite players for me. What I'm saying is it's okay to say that you don't want Herb probably taking the last shot because he's not a great shooter or finisher. He's just a gamer. That's all he is a gamer, but he's not he's not what you want with the with the ball in his hands late in the game. I just don't believe that. Maybe well, maybe you and, and in the game I, mean, I mean this is a compliment. And boy, I'm I'm going way off here. I mean this is a compliment at, to Mac. That's who I'm about to talk about. Mac Jones. And, and you know, Mac's a great player. I mean, he, he, I, I said it's the best quarterback season in Alabama football history. Uh Max, Max, in my, my opinion, if Alabama has a quarterback Hall of Fame, Mac, Mac deserves to be in it as quickly as anyone, including Tua and Joe Namath. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. But if I told you that Alabama, Ohio State came down to this, it's fourth and four at the four yard line. You're at the four yard line and it's fourth and four. That means you're almost certainly throwing it but you're in a tight space there and the quarterback's mobility isn't something that's a plus for us there. I'm just saying as good as Mac is, it would scare the hell out of me. If that was Alabama football, make it or break it for the national championship fourth and four on the four. Now, Hey, if we needed a two minute drive, the length of the field to win the game, I'm, I, I might say, okay, I'll take Mac over Tua and Namath. And I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying I would consider that. But what is Mac? What's maybe something that maybe isn't his strength? And that's a a play where ideally you want a quarterback who can roll out and have an option of do I throw this or do I run it in? And yeah. and and that's that's what I mean about Herb. Mac's one of yeah. our all time best. Herb's one of our all time best, but. I think because Herb is so limited and like you said, so smartly, but it is Herb's team and we've got to give it to Herb and give Herb the shot because Herb has earned it just like Mac did. And, but Herb is still limited in that way. And, and we just weren't good enough. We just weren't good enough. I'm scared to death to watch Herb Jones press conference after he misses those two free throws. There's going to be nobody who's harder on Herb Jones than Herb Jones. Um, That's right. Um, But I think you're right. You know what? It dawned on me, and, and, you know, we're Alabama fans, so it all comes back to some kind of football analogy or metaphor or whatever. But, um, you know, if you're drafting a team, a football team, and you're like, okay, you can have one of two quarterbacks for the regular season. You can have Aaron Rodgers or you can have Tom Brady. Well, I mean, I think 10 out of 10 are taking Aaron Rodgers. 
if they, you know, the same weapons, same everything, but then you're like, okay, I'm in, you're in the playoffs and it, you need, you got a minute to go and you're on your own 30 and you need a touchdown. Who do you want? I mean, I think everybody right. probably go Brady. And so it's, what I'm saying is, it's not like there's anything wrong with her. That's just not his forte. And so why would we give him the ball when he had already right. proven all game long he couldn't make free throws and, and, he, and look, he his game? It's one of the reasons that I'm going to put myself on this limb, which I hardly ever do in my whole life, particularly when it comes to these sports things, because I, I don't want to be the loud guy. I want to be the, the smarter analysis guy. <laughs> But when I, when I say I think Alabama can win the national championship next year, it's because next year that's on J.D. Davison. Next year that's on J.D. And I, I think he's Colin Sexton. I think he's Sexton. And I, and I, and, I, and I'm not I'm not I don't mean to put all that on a kid because he's literally a kid. But I just mean J.D. Davison is offensively gifted. And next year, even though he's a freshman, even though he's showing up to a team that's got primo and maybe Quinterly and Keon and a guy, Juwan Gary and Darius Miles and, and Alex Chiku, who I think is going to be great. Uh, it really, to me, feels like J.D. Davison's team next year because he's likely a one-and-done in the lottery pick. And, and I, I just think next year, when it comes down to nut-cutting time, it's J.D. with the ball in his hands, and I like it. All right, buddy, that'll do it for this very depressing podcast. Um <laughs> Please hey, we did good. We did good. And now I, I bounced back already. I, I'm not I mean, like you said, I don't even really want to watch. I mean, I feel I owe it to him. I, I don't really want to watch the sad. I mean, I saw Alice Reese cry, and that was enough for me. I'm like, hey man, thank you. I will never forget. I will never forget him making that shot. And and if you're a huge Alabama fan, uh, and you love Alabama basketball and you really support the support the program. For the rest of your adult life, when Alex Reese and you see Alex Reese in a bar anywhere in the state of Alabama, and he's fifty-three years old, and you let him pay for his own beer, that's on you, man. Well, that Don't is let on him you. do that. He he hit that shot, and that was as fun a moment as I had all season in what has been an incredibly fun season. And that was the moment for me. And uh, congratulations, Alex. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. We're all tied.